Hello and welcome to the Print Pod, our daily podcast on the important news of the day. My name is Sharad and I'm going to tell you about the Modi government's white paper on how the UPA mismanaged the economy and how this government turned it around. The UPA government inherited a healthy economy in 2004 but reduced it to a state of non-performance in its 10 years. The Modi government said in a white paper it laid before parliament on Thursday. The white paper which had been announced by finance minister Nirmala Sitaraman during her interim budget 2024 speech on 1st February attacked the Congress led UPA government on a number of counts including double digit inflation high levels of bad debt in the banking system raising india's vulnerability to external shocks and a mismanagement of public funds characterized by numerous scams in her budget speech Sitaraman had said the government would be tabling a white paper on the Indian economy as it is now appropriate to look at where we were then till 2014 and where we are now only for the purpose of drawing lessons from the mismanagement of those years overall the white paper is divided into three parts part 1 deals with the economic and financial management under the congress led upa government between 2004 to 2013 part 2 records the current status of the various corruption scams of the UPA government and part 3 is about the economic and financial management and governance record of the Modi government since 2014 notably in the paper the Modi government said it acknowledges that states are equal partners in development and that's why it accepted the recommendations of the 14th and 15th finance commissions on the proportion of taxes it must share with states This statement comes at a time when multiple states are vociferously protesting against the center's tax devolution policies. Ministers from Karnataka and Kerala have traveled to Delhi to protest these policies over the course of Wednesday and Thursday. Over the last 6 months or so, the governments of Telangana and Tamil Nadu have also lent their voices to the protests against the government over this issue. The paper further said the GST introduced in 2017 was based on political consensus building and pooled sovereignty again these statements come at a time when many states are saying that the introduction of gst has actually impeded their ability to independently raise revenues thereby increasing their dependence on the center sitaraman however on wednesday refuted the claims by the states on the center's devolution practices saying that the center has transferred whatever was recommended to it by the finance commission and that no violation has taken place the white paper talks about states being an equal partner in development here's what it has to say acknowledging that states are equal partners in development our government in the true spirit of cooperative federalism accepted the recommendations of the 14th and 15th finance commission the white paper said it adds around 41 to 42% of central taxes have been shared with the states every year over the last decade this is a substantial jump from the earlier devolution share of 30 to 32% a close quotes as a result the paper said the quantum of resources transferred to the states is about 3.8 times higher than earlier The data presented in the paper shows that the absolute amount devolved to states increased from rupees 22.1 lakh crore over 2004 to 14 to rupees 84.3 lakh crore over the 2014-15 period till the revised estimates for 2023-24. As a percentage of GDP, 
The amount devolved to states during the UPA stood at 3.36%, which rose to 4.24% under the Modi government. While the government claims that 41 to 42% of central taxes are being shared with the states, some states allege that the actual amount is much lower. For example, last June, Telangana Minister for Finance and Health T. Harish Rao said that despite the 15th Finance Commission recommending that 41% of central taxes be devolved to states, the actual amount the states were receiving was only about 30%, since the centre was relying more on cesses and surcharges, which do not need to be shared with states. In her press conference Wednesday, Sitaraman said that it was a myth that some states were receiving preferential treatment over others with regard to devolution. The white paper then went on to touch upon another issue that is currently a matter of some rancor between the centre and the states, the goods and services tax. The paper said that the introduction of the GST regime was a much-needed structural reform. It said that before GST, the various differing state levies, more than 440 tax rates, excise duties and the compliance requirements of multiple agencies that were administering these rates meant that India's internal trade was neither free nor united. The new tax structure is characterized by political consensus building and pooled sovereignty of the GST Council, both salient examples of cooperative federalism, the paper said. In order to protect the revenue interests of the states during the initial years of GST, our government guaranteed compensation for states for five years for any revenue shortfall from a minimum growth of 14% in GST revenues, the paper added. The withdrawal of this compensation has been a matter of some discord among states, who say that GST revenue has not been as high as the centre promised and so they have asked the centre to continue the compensation for another five years. In fact, a 2023 paper published by the National Institute of Public Finance and Policy found that not only was the GST compensation essential, but that it continues to be necessary for states. Here's what the paper said. Though GST compensation helped states to moderate the revenue shortfall in GST collection during 2019-20 to 2020-21, it could not wipe out the entire revenue shortfall in the GST collection for some states. Therefore, GST compensation was necessary for states to sustain the revenue stream which has been subsumed into GST. I close quotes. In the white paper, the centre added that it has stood with the states in times of change. Here's what it said. Acknowledging the need for timely funds in the states, we have front-loaded these payments to the states. GST compensation, additional borrowings, and very long-term interest-free loans for capital expenditure have expanded the resources of the states for spending as per their development and welfare needs. Now, the first section of the paper extensively detailed how the Modi government felt the UPA had turned a healthy economy into a non-performing one over the course of its 10 years in power. The issues it highlighted included how the UPA's attempt to maintain high economic growth by any means after the global financial crisis of 2008 actually severely undermined the economic foundations of the country. The other issues included double-digit inflation, an ailing banking sector following excessive lending during the boom phase, and high policy uncertainty that marred India's business climate, 
dented its image and the people's confidence about their future. There were numerous scams bringing colossal revenue loss for the exchequer and fiscal and revenue deficits spiraled out of control, the paper said. In 2014, our government inherited a deeply damaged economy whose foundations had to be rebuilt to enable self-sustaining long-term economic growth, the paper added. The white paper said that when the Modi government came to power, the economy was on a road to nowhere, exhibiting signs of deep distress emanating from multiple wrong turns in economic policy. The disconnect between India's policy planners and priorities for the country was so stark that the people gave an overwhelming mandate in the general elections of 2014 to the NDA to take charge of the reins, reverse the staggering economic and fiscal muddle that the country was mired in and restore its dynamism and optimism, the white paper said. Thereafter, the paper went on to enumerate the number of ways the Modi government revamped and overhauled systems and processes to help India advance on the path of development while also bolstering its macroeconomic fundamentals. Right from spearheading the digital revolution to elimination of open defecation and from successfully vaccinating the entire eligible population using indigenous vaccines to substantially diversifying exports, India has achieved remarkable milestones under our new governance paradigm, the paper said. It added that the Modi government has gotten rid of a number of inefficiencies through the simplification and rationalization of a number of laws, adopting a trust-based and responsive delivery mechanism, implementing ease-of-doing business reforms, bringing in inclusive scheme designs focused on partnerships with the citizens and also with the states through strengthened cooperative federalism. Contrary to the piecemeal delivery of the past, we have achieved saturation coverage for all deserving beneficiaries, the paper said. We shifted the welfare focus from entitlement-based support to empowering individuals by integrating them into the formal sector, it added. Thank you for tuning in. For more from The Print, become a subscriber at theprint.in forward slash subscribe. I'm Sharad in Delhi. Tune in every day for more such news and analysis.